Welcome to Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn. Welcome to the show. With me today is the producer at Minnesota Podcasting, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? I am great. It's so fun to see you, even though we don't actually get to be right in the studio with each other today. That's right. We're seeing each other via Zoom. We are, you know, in the midst of this COVID-19 shelter-in-place order. And so we are doing uh, fun podcasting from remote locations and then stitching it all together. So I do ask a little bit of grace from the audience that uh, our podcast might not sound as honed and as uh, professional as it usually does because we are coming from multiple different places and edited together, but we're still having fun, right? That's right. And nevertheless, we will not be deterred by some virus. We are going to get the information out there. That's right. This podcast is too important to let a pandemic stop it. Pandemic schmanmemic. So what is the uh, topic for today? Well, I have a very special guest I'd like to introduce you to. Her name is Lindsay, and she's from a very special senior housing building in in the Twin Cities in St. Paul. I brought her here today because she's got some specific options available for seniors that qualify to help them pay for the ever-expanding, increasingly expensive senior housing. So, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lisa, and thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here um, and really excited to talk about something I'm very passionate about, which is senior housing, senior living, and the quality of care that is available to seniors who maybe don't necessarily have the economic means um, to pay for some of the ever-increasing costs that it takes to to live in an assisted living community. So I'm really excited to to dive into that a little bit and share with your listeners some options. So what is the name of your uh, senior community? My community is Delwood Gardens Assisted Living and Memory Care, and we're located in the Dayton's Bluff neighborhood of St. Paul. Nice area. Yes, it's a beautiful area. Very urban. You've got really great cafes, libraries nearby. We're just minutes from downtown, so it's a really convenient location. And Delwood Gardens does not have independent living, just assisted living and memory care. Is that correct? That's correct. We do not have any independent living. It is all assisted. So the majority of residents in our building obviously have some type of care need that they need assistance with. We talk a little bit more about that. What is assisted living and what differentiates the services that you get in assisted living versus in memory care? Absolutely. So I always like to say assisted living is that bridge between independent living and skilled nursing. So our ultimate goal in assisted living is to provide seniors with a level of care that they need to help them remain as independent as possible. So that can be as little as just needing help remembering to take their medications on a daily basis, all the way to, I need assistance getting out of bed in the morning. I need assistance getting into my chair. 
and things of that nature. So the care services vary greatly and they can be customized to each individual living at Delwood Gardens um, or in an assisted living community. Then to take that a step further, we do have a secure memory care community on the second floor of our building. And it's 13 apartments. All of our apartments at Delwood Gardens um, are private apartments. So you have your own apartment, your own private bathroom, a kitchenette area, and in memory care, it's just an enhanced level of services for those with dementia or Alzheimer's diagnoses. So there you're gonna see more of a hands-on level of care. It's a little bit less independent and more assisted. You do have a family-style dining room and there's staff available in that dining room to assist during mealtime. There's enhanced activities, really tapping into that audiology, sensory, and memory aspect that these residents so need. So it's just a heightened um, and enhanced level of care for those with dementia or Alzheimer's. And Lindsay, can you talk at all about what the monthly costs are, say for just a a one-bedroom, because that might be the most similar between an assisted living and memory care is probably more, looks more like a studio. Can you talk about the monthly costs for that and what you would pay for it market rate? Absolutely. So market rate at Delwood Gardens, and I do want to preface that Delwood Gardens still, it is our mission to provide high quality care that's accessible and affordable um, to any cultural or economic background, right? So we are still 10% less than the competition when it comes to even our private pay and market rate costs. So I do want to caveat that a little bit because it's not going to be the same across the board. So at Delwood Gardens, our one bedroom apartment, just rent and then base amenities is $3,200 a month. And then depending on the care costs that someone um, would incur is obviously going to be based off of hours of service that they need in a month. And that ranges anywhere from an additional $735 a month upwards of 5,000 a month, depending on that level of care. So it can be incredibly expensive. And memory care, because of that heightened level of care, the studio apartments are less in rent. So instead of the 3,200 a month, you're paying 2,700 a month in rent. But those care costs tend to be higher because of the hours of service enhancements that they need. So again, the costs at market rate and to pay privately are high. They're high everywhere. Um, And so for individuals that don't have the assets to be able to pay for that, that's one of um, the beauties of Delwood Gardens is that we accept anyone on a waiver program. So you would need to be on medical assistance and approved for elderly waiver or caddy waiver. Those two programs are county programs that help to pay for your care costs. So they do not cover rent, but they do cover your care costs. So that's 735 to 5,000, depending on where you fall in care needs, that's what a waiver is going to pay for. And we accept that upon admission into Delwood Gardens. So you do not need to have any remaining assets left to move in and get the high quality care that you deserve. Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing those costs. I think that gives people kind of an idea about what to expect. Is it okay with you if we share those numbers on the podcast? 
Absolutely, Lisa. It, it completely is. We are um, always transparent with, with the costs and that information is certainly out there for people to find as well. One thing that I do want to caveat though is that we're recording this podcast in 2020 and things can change. So costs can ebb and flow. So I want people to be mindful of that. If they call us in a year or two, those costs may look a little bit different, but as it stands today, absolutely comfortable with, with sharing that information. Okay. So if I'm working with a family and mom and dad have to make a move to senior housing, they are very concerned about the costs. How do they even know if they can apply for one of these waiver programs? Where do they start? Absolutely. So on any county's website, if you search elderly waiver in the search box, it's going to come up with information for what's called a min choice assessment. You're going to want to complete the application for a min choice assessment. You can do that by calling over the phone or in some cases completing that information online. Someone from the county will then be in touch with you to inquire about documentation that they need to assess you to make sure you qualify for elderly waiver. What that means is you need to have $3,000 or less in assets. That's anything from cash on hand to cash you have in your bank accounts to retirement funding, pensions, um, if you sold your home, all of that is considered assets. And those assets need to be spent down to $3,000 before you would qualify for a waiver. If you're in that financial situation, the financial piece, the county can check off to say, okay, yes, financially they would need assistance or a waiver program. And then they will actually have someone come out from the county to assess you for those physical needs. So there still also needs to be a reason that you would need care services, such as assisted living, skilled nursing, or customized living. So you're going to still need to qualify for that care need, as well as qualify in the 3000 or less asset range. And at what point should they contact, and I'm assuming they contact the county they, that they live within currently, not where the building is they're going to, but where they live. That's correct. At what point do they reach out and call the county? Because I might have $50,000 of assets, but that doesn't get me very far if I'm moving into senior housing. I might have enough money between six and eight months to live in senior housing. So at what point do I, what, at what point do I apply? Absolutely. So we always say when you have about $10,000 in assets remaining, because that $10,000, again, depending on your care needs, could be two months only of assets remaining. And that's usually how long it's going to take the county to come out and assess you. You get all of the information that you need to get back to them, etc. So we say when you have about 10000 in assets left, reach out to the county, start that process. So that's a pretty scary proposition for me. If I'm helping my mom move into senior housing, I've got enough for maybe six to eight months, maybe maybe a little longer in assets. And you're telling me, come on, Lisa, go ahead and move in. We'll take you in here until you've got two months worth of assets left and then you can apply. What if I can't get accepted? What happens if I run out of money? 
Yes. So it is always a scary proposition. It is. Unfortunately, from the county level, they're not going to come out and assess you until you hit that point because of the high volume of people that they have already at that point. In the event that you move in and you've spent down all of your assets and you don't qualify for elderly waiver, it would then be the responsibility of the family member to cover those costs until you would. With that being said, in the years that I've worked in senior housing, I have not seen that happen. Reason being is you can prove that level of care, right? They're already in an assisted living community. They're already receiving the services that they need. They clearly need that level of care. And once their assets are down, that's a qualifier for the waiver program. While yes, it's scary and it's a little bit like, ooh, I'm taking a risk here. If your family member truly needs that level of care and you've spent down your assets, the county's not gonna deny you that care, but they do need to do their due diligence to assess you to ensure that you in fact do. So that process is there not to make, not to ask someone to leave Delwood Gardens after they're there, but it's really just to protect the county against fraud. Exactly. Basic due diligence. And from a Delwood Gardens perspective on our end, we also need to provide the county with these are the cares that we are providing you. So, you know, ethically for us as well, we need to make sure that those checks and balances are in order with the county so they know that we are also providing those cares. Would you talk a little bit about elderly waiver and what that is? Because I think there's a few different subsidies that Delwood Gardens accepts that we've talked about. And if you aren't working with that every day, it feels really complicated and a little daunting. So could you lay it out in a way that might be easy for me to understand if this is new language and new terminology for me if I haven't heard this before? Absolutely. So what Elderly Waiver is, is it's a program through the county for individuals aged 65 years or older that meet the level of care requirements if your income and assets are within the limits for medical assistance for long-term care services. So basically what that is, is you're 65 years of age or older, you need a level of services that come with assisted living skilled nursing, and you meet those income limits that qualify you for medical assistance. That's basically what elderly waiver is and your need to qualify. So. Elderly waiver covers those care costs for those 65 plus that require skilled level of care that don't have the private pay assets remaining. So again, that $3,000 asset limit or less. We also accept what's called caddy waiver. So if you're not yet 65 years of age, you're 55 years of age and you need a higher level of care, meaning you need assisted living, skilled nursing, and you're at that $3,000 asset limit, Caddy Waiver covers very similar and actually even more services than Elderly Waiver does. So we also serve that population because we are a 55 and older community. So if you're between 55 and 65 and you have a level of care that you need 
and your assets are 3,000 or less, you would qualify for those programs. So once you're approved through the county, we accept those. And again, those are those care costs. So things that our nursing or CNA team would provide, medication management, bathing, grooming, dressing assistance, things of that nature, housekeeping, laundry. We also accept a program called group residential housing, which again is a program through the county. And what group residential housing provides is money towards the rental rate. And keep in mind that when you are on medical assistance in a waiver program, communities like ours reduce our rental rate. So instead of the $2,700 a month or $3,200 a month you would pay in rent, it now is reduced to $922. So you have the $922 in, in rent that you're responsible for if your income level meets that. Waiver, caddy or elderly waiver, pay for your care costs. If you don't make $922 a month in Social Security or pension or whatever income you are receiving on a monthly basis, we apply for group residential housing, which again is a subsidy program through the county, for individuals that cannot meet the $922 in rent a month. So that's something, again, say you make $750 a month only. We would know that on move-in day, we would submit the paperwork and have you complete the GRH or group residential housing paperwork to qualify you for that difference in rental income. Another thing to note on a waiver program, when you move into any kind of assisted living community where you're receiving services, regardless of that income rate, you are provided $104 of personal needs money a month. That is then considered your income. So you receive the 104, you're responsible for the 922 in rent, Again, if you make 750, you're still entitled to that 104, and then whatever is remaining, GRH makes up the remainder to get the assisted living to that $922 per month. So that's kind of how that all works. Now, if your income is 2,000 a month, you still only receive that $104 a month because what the county says is, you are then responsible for paying for a portion of your care costs. They only see that as fair, being that you have the income to do so. So we always tell people expect that $104 a month as your income, regardless of what you're receiving each month from social security or pensions or things like that. Sometimes residents receive more we are unfamiliar with how that formula works for the county. The county has a formula for how they deem uh, spend down, is what it's called, spend down. We don't know that as an assisted living community. Essentially, the county just says, here's what you can build a resident for. So if an older person is listening to this podcast and maybe they're not very internet savvy, or the thought of applying seems really overwhelming because all of the numbers you just talked about are technical and can be a little daunting. What would you suggest their next steps be if they needed some help making this application for medical assistance and elderly waiver or caddy waiver? What would you suggest their first steps be? So one of the first steps I would suggest is contacting Senior Linkage Line 
they're wonderful in helping to navigate this and can provide you with the proper information that you need to apply. You can also certainly always give myself a call and you can call me and I can help to navigate that for you and provide you with the number to call for the county. We are more than happy to do that. I can give you the actual number for uh, Minnesota Healthcare Programs and the Help Desk. They are also available to help you. And that number is 800-657-3739. So if you're looking again for just a really handy resource and a tool to learn more about elderly waiver, visit the Department of Health Services website, DHS's website. They have a brochure right now out there that talks about elderly waivers specifically and really walks through who qualifies, what your assets have to be at, what are those next steps. It's a fantastic resource. So again, Department of Health Services website, I believe you can go out to MDH, Minnesota Department of Health, and find it. Um, and you just, again, type in the search bar, elderly waiver brochure, and it should pop up for you. If you're having difficulty, again, you can certainly reach out to me. I would be happy to email that to you. And another number that you can call for help if you're looking for applying for this medical assistance or elderly waiver is the senior linkage line that Lindsay mentioned. And that's a toll-free number run by the Minnesota Board on Aging. So they're absolutely an impartial third party. And their phone number is 1-800-333-2433. That's 1-800-333-2433. And of course, Lindsay Schmidt at Delwood Gardens is an expert, and you can always reach her at her place of employment. That number is 651-776-9511. Excellent. Lindsay, you would probably be the first person I would call if I needed help. Oh, that's sweet. That's very, very sweet. Unfortunately, all I can do is kind of guide and point point people in the right direction as I am not that subjective um, um, third party. Of course, I try to remain subjective, but I, of course, have an affinity for, for Delwood Gardens and everything that we provide. So Now, Delwood Gardens is located in one of the best neighborhoods of St. Paul. It's a fantastic area. Do you get, uh, do you and the residents get out and enjoy like Sweet Hollow Cafe or, you know, the gardens there or Gabriel Park? Oh, we do. The, the area, I can't speak enough about it. It's beautiful. And Delwood Gardens property is really, really unique in the fact that we do have a, a garden as part of our property, both floral as well as um, fresh fruits and vegetables that we grow seasonally. So we have a plethora of different fruit trees on the property, apple, pear trees. Um, we have berry bushes. And then we plant uh, produce seasonally as well. In fact, we won the St. Paul Garden Award, gosh, about a year and a half, two years ago now, for the best edible eggplant in the city. So that was really cool. Um, and then Urban Roots, I have to give them a shout out as well because they do help us to manage um, some of those crops. And then they also use a segment of our property to crop for themselves as well to be able to support the community with co-op boxes too. 
So the property is great. Residents can get out. They can roam the gardens. We actually have a garden club. So residents every spring get to select the different produce and different flowers that they want to plant in the raised garden beds. Some residents, if they have the ability, will plant. Others will just watch and kind of guide us, which is great. Um, and then they love to just be able to get outside. There's a nice ramp coming off of our um, kind of Four Seasons room that leads out to the garden. They can get out there, enjoy the sunshine under the pergola. They can pick the produce. It's just a, a really great way to engage with them and get them outdoors. Um, and then, of course, we have Sweet Hollow Park that's kind of adjacent to our building. That's wonderful to walk through those walking paths. Sweet Hollow keeps us um, fed and happy. So that's a great location. Metropolitan State University's library, it's a public library, is just down the road. So when we're not dealing with COVID-19 and our stay at home, um, hopefully one day we can, we can take part in all of those activities again. I could talk about Dalwood Gardens for hours. So again, anyone that wants to talk about Dalwood Gardens can certainly give me a call. But a couple of other things that I do want to mention is included within that base rental cost, residents receive three meals a day. All of our meals are home cooked. We provide fresh fruits and vegetables from the community garden seasonally in our cooking. Our breakfast is a cook to order option. So it's not kind of your standard boxed breakfasts or boxed lunches or continental. It's actually a cook to order. So you come down to the dining room, you sit down, your order is placed with the server. It's cooked there for you and brought out. Um, that also includes a daily snack every day at 3.30 for our snack and chat. We also have three full-time nurses on staff and an LPN there to help care for you. They're there um, full-time during the week. They're on call in the evenings and weekends. And then we have resident assistants there 24-7 to assist residents in their care needs. And I really can't speak enough about the level of care that Delwood is able to provide. Of course, I'm, I'm biased, um, but I couldn't do what I do if I didn't believe in the team that I have behind me um, because they are truly, truly exceptional. And I would encourage anyone to go out to our website if they want to learn more, delwoodgardens.com. We have a virtual tour that you can take a look at as well. Um, out there in, in pictures of our community. So I would just encourage anyone to, to take a look. And then also, like I always tell anyone who comes in for a tour, if you're looking for your next home and community, I advise everyone take a look at a few different options because every community is so unique that it's not a one size fits all. And so I really do encourage people, do your research, look at different communities, land in the spot that you can call home because that's the most important thing um, is you want to feel um, a sense of happiness when you move in and on to your next step in life because it's it's not an end it's just the beginning and you have a lot of years left to enjoy and assisted living communities like Delwood Gardens can help you do that in a way that you're not bogged down with all of those cares that you need. We're able to provide that to you and you can enjoy life that remains.
So I know we're on a podcast, so people can't see you, Lindsay, as you're talking. And I wish they could because you just beam when you talk about Delwood Gardens. It's really fun. Um, and, you know, the other thing about making this choice and moving into senior housing is it makes it so much easier to make the move if you know financially you've got some options to make things work for you. Um, and that's really the message is if you're worried about the costs, worried about the finances, there are resources out there. We've got the phone numbers for you for the three resources and for Lindsay. Um, so don't let the finances keep you stuck if make, if it's time for you to make a move because there are options out there for you. Absolutely. And Lisa, thank you so much for what you do as well because you're an expert in that real estate space. And that's really important when you're selling a home to prepare all of those things behind the scenes so that you can qualify for a waiver in the interim of when you're selling a home if you need to. And then afterwards and being able to place some of those assets um, in things like a prepaid burial or certain trusts um, that the county can't touch as well. And I know that that you're a wealth of knowledge in that area. So thank you. Yeah, there are some tricks to the trade. If you sell the house wrong, it can affect your eligibility for medical assistance. So it's important to do it correctly. That's for sure. (laughs) If you have a question or comment you'd like to have included in an upcoming podcast, please call us at 612-352-9177. That's 612-352-9177. Just let us know in your message that you're calling about this show, The Change Agents, and we may use your recorded message on a future podcast. And also hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you find us on. Rate and review our show as we are always looking to hear from you. This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.